Do you want to become mentally stronger? If so, I invite you to come and join us at the Mental Strength School, the world's leading mental strength training platform. The school is your one-stop shop to get a cutting-edge, evidence-based and comprehensive mental strength training all year round. It's going to give you the tools, the insights and the techniques that you need to rise to your challenges, feel happier, unlock your potential and ultimately be the best version of yourself. Check out all the details in the show notes or on my website at meliobryan.com slash mental strength school. Welcome to the Mentally Stronger podcast, the podcast where with every episode, we're learning practical ways to let go of stress and struggles, grow our mental strength and live a happier, healthier, more meaningful life. I'm your host, Millie O'Brien, co-founder of mindfulness.com and creator of the Deep Resilience Method. I'm so glad to have you here with me today. Let's dive in to today's episode. I just want to start off this episode by saying a big thank you to all the people who are writing into us to let us know how the podcast has been a source of, of strength and support to you when you're going through difficult times. I want you to know that our team reads every single one of those. And we have a channel on WhatsApp that we post all of your comments, all of your wins, you know, all of your thank yous, and we celebrate them together as a team and they touch our hearts. They really genuinely warm our hearts. They keep us motivated and, um, I really appreciate it. So thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone who's been reaching out to us to let us know that this podcast is helping you. So today I am talking about the beautiful mess effect and I wrote this podcast thinking about what I would have loved to know years ago when I was going through a very, very difficult time. This is a podcast that If I could time travel, I'd send it back to my past self. So I can't do that, but maybe I can send it to you at just the right time. (laughs) Sometimes life can get pretty messy, especially when we're going through difficult times and we can feel like a mess as well. And here's the challenge. If you're like me and like many people, when we're feeling a bit, you know, emotionally messy, our circumstances are messy Instinctively, many of us try to hide the mess. We want to hide our vulnerability from others because we're worried that we're going to be seen as weak, unworthy of love and approval, flawed. And we're essentially afraid that we're going to lose love and connection in our lives, right? We're going to experience rejection. So consequently, we hide what we're going through we don't ask for help. Maybe we don't apologize for our mistakes because we don't want to lose face. We potentially may not admit to our true feelings and needs in a certain scenario. We may not set boundaries with others or have the difficult conversation that needs to be had because our messiness just feels too vulnerable. Now, I think on a conceptual level, We all know that everyone struggles sometimes. Everyone has flaws, makes mistakes, goes through tricky, messy things. And yet so many of us still hold 
ourselves back from sharing our experience, worried that we're going to come across as weak, needy, or flawed. But here's the thing. Research actually shows that when we actually allow people to see our struggles, flaws, and failings, when we admit to our mistakes and faults and talk openly about our feelings and our needs and where our boundaries need to be asserted, that actually makes us more appreciated and admired by others because they see it as an act of courage and it makes us all feel more connected, not less connected, which is our fear. Now, what researchers have identified is the problem is we have a little bit of an error in perception. We tend to see our own weaknesses and messy parts much more negatively than the way that we see those of others. Researchers have called this the beautiful mess effect. Now, research professor and shame researcher Brene Brown, the TED Talk sensation, uh, best-selling author, who many of you may know, she says, the difficult thing is this, vulnerability is the first thing I look for in you and it's the last thing I'm willing to show you. In you, I see it as courage and daring. In me, it's weakness. So messiness is really vulnerable. But here's the thing about vulnerability. Vulnerability touches so many really important aspects of our lives. The ability to admit your mistakes and apologize. The ability to confess your feelings and express your needs. The ability to change unhelpful habits, right? To look at ourselves honestly and gently and then admit that there's a problem and make change. The ability to have difficult conversations and seek support and help in hard times. All of these things require intentionally expressing vulnerability, which can expose us to the fear of rejection by others or, you know, we worry about negative judgment. It's really important to understand the beautiful mess effect because what it teaches us is that we're not seeing things clearly. Let's take a little dig into the research here to unpack this a bit. So research professor Dr. Anna Bruck and her team have researched this beautiful mess phenomena in many different studies consisting of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of participants. The participants got run through all kinds of different scenarios where they were asked to display intentional vulnerability and or rate someone else's intentional vulnerability. The research participants rated their own vulnerability over and over and over again, much more negatively than when they judged other people doing the same thing. Now, the vulnerability included things like confessing unspoken feelings, admitting mistakes or flaws, apologizing or singing a song in front of a jury, and so on. Time and time again, the research shows We love seeing raw truth and openness and authenticity in others, but we fear letting them see it in us. Now, what's more and what's really important about this study is that the researchers found that if people can overcome this fear and be more open and authentic with their messiness, there are huge benefits in your life. If we can allow people to see our messiness in a safe environment 
with people we feel safe with, then it increases our confidence. It increases our self-esteem. It boosts our self-awareness and emotional intelligence. It improves our overall mental health, increases your capacity for personal growth. And so in short, what the research has found is that it really seems to pay big benefits if we can overcome our fears and find the courage to expose a bit of our messiness. So how can we do that though? You know, it's one thing to say, okay, I'll just be more vulnerable. Um, It's another thing to actually do it. And I can attest to this firsthand, but the secret to embracing your messiness and your ability to express it in a a healthy and and helpful way is with the skill of self-compassion. According to researcher Kristen Neff, self-compassion consists of three basic components. The first is self-kindness, okay? It's an attitude of caring and understanding responses towards your own vulnerability, suffering, and flaws. So this can consist of treating yourself and speaking to yourself like you would a good friend. The second component is common humanity, which is basically the recognition that we're all a bit messy sometimes. Every human being has flaws and has failures, and it's just an unavoidable part of life. It happens to us all. The third component is mindfulness. Mindfulness is about having a clear awareness of the present moment and the circumstances. So you're not ignoring what is happening, but you're also not exaggerating the difficult circumstances or or situations in your life. So how can we be more self-compassionate? I'm going to give you two tips to start practicing this skill in daily life. So first of all, quite frankly, the voice in our heads for most of us is not very naturally self-compassionate. So if you are listening to this and you're thinking, well, I'm not self-compassionate, I don't have that ability, don't worry. It's not just you. Most of us are not naturally self-compassionate. It's a skill that we need to cultivate. So here's how you can cultivate a bit more self-compassion and therefore embrace and express your beautiful mess. First, try to replace self-criticism with self-compassionate self-talk. When the voice in your head pipes up and it's really mean and critical, just try shifting your inner tone and your inner voice. Try speaking words of comfort to yourself. Imagine, for instance, if the voice in your head could take on the voice of a close friend who was going through the situation that you're going through. How would that inner voice talk to you then? So try switching that inner voice to the voice of a supportive coach instead of an inner critic. And when you do this, really watch your tone of voice. Um, Try to have a tone of voice that is warm and comforting and kind. Second, remind yourself of your common humanity, okay? Sometimes we just really have to say things like, it's okay, everyone makes mistakes. Everyone is messy sometimes. We all have flaws. No one has it all together, right? So 
Remind yourself with these statements of your common humanity. Try to have a more accepting attitude towards yourself while also doing everything that you can to, um, you know, look after yourself and make your situation a better situation as well. So, okay, replacing self-criticism with self-compassion. Try to switch your self-talk from critical to kind and compassionate and to remind yourself of your common humanity. With all of these practices, my friends, just always remember these are skills. They're mental strength skills. So practice, practice, practice them. So I really encourage you for the week ahead, try to carve out a little bit of time each day, even if it's only for a few moments or a few minutes, to actively practice the skills of self-compassion. And uh, I hope that you find that these skills bring a little bit more ease, a little bit more authenticity, and a little bit more strength into the week ahead and into your life ongoing. I hope this is helpful for you. I look forward to hearing more of your stories and your wins, and I wish you a wonderful week with this practice and see you on the next episode of the Mentally Stronger Podcast. Till then, take care. So this is the last episode of season one of the Mentally Stronger Podcast. I'm taking a little pause to recalibrate and rest and rejuvenate. It's been a really busy year, a really fun year, a really meaningful year. And I've really enjoyed this first season of walking by your side as we all take the journey of becoming mentally stronger week by week practice by practice, moment by moment. And I'm really looking forward to coming back fresh for season two of the podcast. So I look forward to being back with you then. Until then, take care and stay strong.